The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Joe Reinagel. That's the third time in seven seasons the San Antonio Spurs are the NBA champions. Jason Minutes. They go back to big day as Super Bowl champions. Dallas 52, Buffalo 17. It's the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Mike, it- Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Hulk day. Hulk day. Oh, good Lord. Howdy. <laughs> It is the Blitz here on 94.1, a San Antonio sports story, Wemby Wednesday. That is also Hump Day! Hump Day! <laughs> I just figured after a rough day at the star, you had to do something to make Jane Slater smile as well, she joins us now on the Buyers <laughs> Barricades guest line. Jane, what day is it? Uh, what day is it? You know, with all the conversation <laughs> of the Cowboys, it feels... Feels much of the same, doesn't it? You know, it's Groundhog Day. There you go. I I mean, (laughs) it's 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 crazy the overreaction in a week, but for them to get destroyed the way they did, and Micah Parsons on his podcast, kind of like the Arizona game, they're not really better than us. We beat ourselves. J. Ron Curse at least today. Yeah, man, that was that was a butt kicking. What's been the mood? What's the mood today like around the star? Well, I'd love to tell you that there was no availability today. So, of course. <laughs> uh, obviously, they were off yesterday. No availability today. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, it's a weird week. Obviously, they had the Sunday night game, and then they have the Monday night. But uh, I think all you have to do is listen to some of these guys post-game and then, you know, sort of the post-mortem from Jerry Jones and everyone this week. I hear what you're saying, that it, it feels like it's an overreaction, but I actually don't think it is. I I, I tend to believe that – you know, we looked at those first couple of games, and we had discussed this on this show. They hadn't really played anyone yet. I mean, they caught Zach Wilson the week after Aaron Rodgers went down. They caught the Giants, who the Giants are just not good this year. Um, who else? Cardinals. Cardinals, they said it was humbling. They were That wasn't going to happen again. And then they allowed themselves to have one of their worst margins of loss in over a decade. And so they kept saying, you know, we're going to take this personal side that's circled on their calendars. You literally had one score in the game. And then what we sort of predicated this team on being this year is, okay, you don't have to be a top five offense like you were with Kellen Moore. You can be middle of the pack, and then your defense is going to save you. Well, now that you don't have Trayvon Diggs, and I think even more concerning is now that you don't have Leighton Van Der Esch, who's more than just a linebacker for you. He's your signal caller on defense. He allows you to use Micah Parsons as a chess piece. Now it looks like Micah might be moving back more to a linebacker role, even though they signed somebody today. I think there's trouble in paradise. And I think that there were signs there. And, you know, I think there's bling for everyone right now. But I, I just – I don't think, like Jerry Jones said last week, this game won't tell you if you're the best. It'll tell you how you stack up against the best. They feel very mid to me right now. You know, Jane, when you when you look at it, and the one thing that I and, and and I'm looking at Dak Prescott, and I know Jason thinks that I pick on Dak, and I know he's kind of the the uh, pinata right now. Everybody's picking on him, but he doesn't look comfortable to me in this Mike McCarthy no. offense. Do, do you see the same thing? Here's here 
here's where, not that I've turned on Dak, but here's where I can finally see some of the criticism of Dak. Watching Brock Purdy play and watching Dak play and how comfortable Brock Purdy felt in that pocket. And everyone says, well, he's got weapons running. Well, so did the Cowboys. When we went into this game, remember, we were saying, look at all the weapons the Cowboys have. And I just felt, you know, there were I, there's a reason why CD is upset right now. Now, one could argue there are other wide receiver ones in this league that find themselves getting plenty of separation. That's a fair hit. But I think it goes – I think it's a creativity issue with Mike. I have felt like they've sort of hampered him this year where they don't want to take a lot of those deep ball shots because they're worried about the interceptions. But when I look at Dak overthrowing that ball to Cooks, and then even his body language at the end of it, it just kind of felt like – he himself didn't have answers. But then I look at San Francisco and I look at some of the creative play calling, the way he utilized their players, how comfortable Brock looks back there. I just, I, you know, people keep saying you don't want to give, you know, Brock his flowers. You know, he's just a system guy. There's a re- I'm like, Jimmy Garoppolo looked good but didn't look that good to me. If Trey, you know, Trey Lance, they, if – why would they trade everything they had in the house away for Trey Lance if they could have just made him look good? I mean, I think Brock is a really strong quarterback. Yeah, he's he the guy. He doesn't seem bothered. And I just, I just feel like Dak, Dak just – he feels like he's in distress. You know, Jane, as you talk about, you know, seeing other – because I defend Dak a lot. Um, but last so year, after the playoff game last year – you know, I, and I've said consistently since that playoff loss last year, you know, I'm done with Dak and the great regular season numbers and nothing in the playoffs. And I call it playoff Prescott. That's what we got Sunday night in at Dallas. Big game, big moment. We got playoff Prescott, which is a disappointment. How do you fix that if you're Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys? I mean, it's a great question because last year I thought, to me, one of the more disappointing uh, performances from Dak, I thought, came against Washington uh, when they put in, you know, they had Sam Howell at that game. We were on the road. You know, you essentially kind of needed – you didn't have to have that game, if I recall right, but you needed it for some momentum. And I just thought that they looked flat. And then he has that game, you know, against the Bucks on the road, first game of the playoffs, and he looks all world. And then the next game, they can't get anything going. And I don't – I'd love to say at this point, well, they don't have enough playmakers, right? But I feel like over the years they've got – they've brought you plenty of playmakers. There's been playmakers here in Dallas. The one constant at this point is Dak. And now I would argue over this, we've seen Scott Linehan here. We obviously had Wade Wilson. We had Kellen Moore, Doug Nussmeyer, John Ken, all these guys that worked with Dak. But at what point are we going to look at Dak and say, you've got to get this thing done? And I think when I look at Dak's rookie season, it's beginning to feel a little bit like Romo, which is – I don't know how you guys feel about that. But with Romo, it started, you started believing he wasn't going to win the game for you. And it's kind of beginning to feel like that with Dak here recently. No, I, and, and I agree with you. And, and we had this conversation earlier, Jane, that I just am not confident that even though Jerry yesterday was adamant about it, that Dak's the guy, I just have no confidence that Dak Prescott is a quarterback that can lead this team to the Super Bowl or even the NFC Championship game. And I think most Cowboy fans are beginning to feel that way. 
Well, I mean, look, Jerry's not going to say any of that on record, right? Just like he's not going to say he regrets. I appreciate my buddies here at the fan trying to go there. <laughs> but just like he's not going to admit that moving to Mike McCarthy to be a play caller uh, was a bad idea. Everyone was frustrated with Kellen Moore, too. Like, let's be honest. Even though it was a top-five scoring offense in terms of points per game and yards per game, the issue you had with him was, why aren't you running the ball more? You know, the, the, I think the biggest thing that – and I'm seeing it, it's, it's rearing its head right now. You shouldn't have moved on from Amari Cooper. You know, it, they shouldn't have. And, and that's proven to be a mistake over, I don't know, $20 million in a, in a uh, vaccination shot. But, you know, it, it, now how do you fix it? Because there's questions about C.D. Lamb, who is due to get paid. If, if C.D. Lamb is a bona fide number one wide receiver, I understand he's frustrated, but – is he playing like a player worthy of getting a massive contract like that? Or could he be the odd man out? Because I think Jerry is stuck in giving Dak a, a rework deal, and you're going to pay Micah Parsons all that money. Somebody's going to be the odd man out. Could it be C.D. Lamb? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it helps. I mean, I understand C.D.'s frustration, but I don't think it helps when he's over there on the sidelines with the sort of body language, you know, like that to me is not very indicative of being a leader, right? That feels very selfish. Um, and I, I kind of look at the CD again, I understand CD's frustration, but I think CD forgets how poor he played to start the season last year. I mean, he didn't even emerge as your wide receiver one until after started talking about OBJ we wouldn't have even been talking about OBJ in Dallas if he had just stepped up in Amari Cooper's absence. So I, I just I find that interesting. You know, Jane, what's what is interesting and in the way things have played out now with the the way the Cowboys lost to San Francisco. This game coming up against the Chargers and Kellen Moore to me is huge for the Dallas Cowboys team. Uh, they've got to find a way to rebound and get it done before they head into the bye week. Well, because to your point, then they've got the Rams, they've got the Eagles. I mean, this thing is not going to get easier for them. Uh, they've got a really, really tough schedule this year. And you're going to allow Jerry to essentially stew on if Kellen Moore – and look, they've had a ton of injuries. Now, they had an early bye week, which helps them, and it looks like Austin Eckler's coming back. We know that Kellen Moore will likely get him going. Uh, Justin Herbert's dealing with the middle finger that they've had to uh, use a glove on this week. But if Kellen Moore is able to come out with a guy that's just coming back from an injury, who, by the way, I think in week one put up over 100 yards, like their running backs have not been able to do They've had over 200 yards. Uh, this run defense could have some problems this, this weekend. Um, and like I said, even though they're kind of badly battered, listen, I know that Nussmeyer and Kellen Moore took a lot of that not renewing us and bringing us back, and want, they took that personal. So you want to talk about people that have – you know, you got Micah and these guys talking about it personal. It's personal to those guys. <laughs> so if if they were to lose this one on Monday night football, can you guys imagine after a Sunday night? Uh, wow. So I, it'll be it'll be interesting. Is it Nathaniel Hackett level personal for Kellamore? You know, I heard some interesting stories. I don't know if I want to. Uh, I don't know if I want to push some of the narratives, but I would. I would say it's personal. <laughs> it's personal it's going to be a lot of fun monday night no doubt jane for a defense that is supposed to be the uh, the leader right this is a team now built on defense get stops 
offense doesn't have to be lighting up the scoreboard for them to get embarrassed uh, by San Francisco and dealing with the injuries now. Is there bigger issues besides injury with that defense, with what Dan Quinn is trying to do? Look, I think Dan Quinn got his got his bell rung because Kyle Shanahan knew him backwards and forwards, right? You can only be so creative. But I think what should concern fans is Trayvon Diggs was one thing, but losing Leighton Vanderesh, that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a real problem for this defense. And so if you're banking on your defense to help out what has been a fairly anemic offense, I mean – Take away some of the points that they scored against these, like the Patriots, like and the Giants. Those to me just, to me it was like the big kid beating up on the little kid. Take those out of that equation, and you, I don't, I don't consider this a championship level defense with those two guys missing. Well, not to mention, yeah, not to mention the fact that if they get into a shootout with the Chargers on Monday night, I, I just don't That's think like, Dak and, and and company, all of them, can keep up with that. Who's your playmaker right now? That's a like, great who, point. The, the biggest argument that I got about two years ago when I was watching the playoff side, somebody inside the building text me and say, look at what makes these playoff teams great. And they're pointing to the Rams. They're talking to, about the 49ers. They get the ball in the hands of their playmakers. Who's your playmaker right now? It's, it's a, it's a million-dollar question. I mean, Ferguson? Uh, he he seems to be the biggest target, which is, I mean, I, I thought this was going to be a run first team. Tony Pollard had four carries in the first half the other night, finished the game with eight. That's uh, the way that I, it's like Mike is spreading this ball around so much. And I get it, but it's like, trust your playmakers. Get the ball in their hands. And I, that to me is like, you know, when you, when you talk about playoff teams, teams that can win the Super Bowl, they've got a defined playmaker. They've got a guy like when I look at the Bengals, I I fully believe the Bengals are going to turn it around. Why? Because they got Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is a guy you get the the ball in his hand. I just don't see the Cowboys with that right now. And you know, like Michael Gallup has been slow to come back, and I hate that because that's I that's a guy that I wanted to really see bounce back even after last year and all the injuries. But Brandon Cooks has been non-existent, and it's not. I mean. Again, they're getting the ball to him. So whose fault is it? I don't know if it's the playmakers or coaching, to be honest. Yeah, seemingly a combination of both, although I haven't been happy really with Mike McCarthy's play calling all year. Now it looks predictable. You saw Des Bryant tweeting out, you know, you, you run the ball when you're under center and you throw it out of shotgun every time. I can see that from my living room. You know the Niners can see that. <laughs> well, I think one of the 49ers actually said that too. Yeah, Fred yeah, Warner. Fred Warner. <laughs> I know, after he posted a... Yeah. Uh, player of the week certificate on his fridge <laughs> I, it was ugly and that's why i kind of wish micah had taken a little bit more of the high road i love that he's sort of the dog and sets the identity of the defense but you literally got humility if if they had played this game close guys we would be having a completely yeah. different discussion yeah yep. but they didn't even play it close i mean it got so bad that you had to bench your starting quarterback heading into the fourth quarter Jane, real quick, and I've got to ask, talking about that defensive line, look, we know that Micah's going to get a lot of attention uh, from the offensive line, and he's going to get chipped, but where's Demarcus Lawrence? I mean, where are these other guys? I don't see them making any impact at all, and certainly they didn't do that Sunday night. 
They didn't. And I honestly really questioned Dan Quinn's strategy putting Micah Parsons up against Trent Williams. Why not free, Why not put a guy like Demarcus Lawrence over there and free up Micah on the other side to get to your quarterback? I didn't quite understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all of us. And when you lose 42 to 10, you know, those questions. A lot uh, of questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lots, lots of questions. Jane Slater from the NFL Network. Watch her there. Follow her at Slater NFL. Jane, always appreciate it. Gut feeling. Uh, Bounce back win on Monday night or going into the bye on a two-game losing streak? You know, they haven't lost back-to-back games, and I can't remember how long, but I I don't have a good feeling about the one. Appreciate it. Love the honesty. Yep. Jane, talk yep. to you next hopefully week. The, hopefully, hopefully the next time we talk, it'll be less thoughts and more reporting. But <laughs> That's okay. Exactly. But that's what it is. Yeah. That's what we do. You know, it's the post-mortem. It's the obituary after a brutal sling in San Francisco. Jane Slater joining us, as always, on the Buyer's Barricades guest line, where they provide traffic control rental and sales for San Antonio and beyond.